At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast, where we talk nothing but, well, I shouldn't say that. We talk Raiders football. We talk a little food. We get on our soapbox. We lecture you sometimes. Yes, we do that like we did in the first segment. If you're still with us and you didn't get mad at us, we thank you for being here. By the way, do us a favor. Subscribe to the show. Whether you're listening on audio or you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Give us a five-star rating on audio on YouTube. It's not just enough to hit the subscribe. We need you to do the big favor of hitting the notification bells. That way, anytime a video premieres, anytime we go live after games like we do, uh, this coming Saturday after the Dolphin game with Mo, myself, and Murph from Raider Fan Radio, you will get notified. That way you don't have to remember. Your phone will tell you that we're ready to go and talk Raider football with you as well. So we appreciate you doing that. Um, and I bring Mo back in now as uh, through the magic of technology we connect. Okay, Mo, we're going to jump in and talk about this running back room, as I call it, the Vegas Full House um, if you look at the situation here um, and you look at Josh McDaniel's offense, this is where I want to start with this, and that is it's not overly complex. Um, what they do and what Bill Belichick made this championship uh, dynasty around was finding a defensive weakness and then just exploiting the holy hell out of it, right? That's how Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels won so many games, won six Super Bowls. It's sort of what they do. As part of that is taking running backs and using them in the passing game in different ways that create mismatches. For example, we'll start, and I want to start talking to you about this, Mo, um, on, on specific players too. For example, in the offense, you'll get a running back uh, on an ISO route where you try to get somebody into man-to-man -man coverage, create a mismatch, uh, especially players that play in the box. So like on the defensive side of the Raiders, you have a Jonathan Abrams. He doesn't play well in space, right? We saw that over the last couple of years. That's what they do in this running back ISO with the McDaniels offense. 
when you look at the running back position, you look at this full house of running backs they have, because this is a guy you brought up um, last show that we want to address. Talk about a situation like that where they create these mismatches by using the running backs in the passing game and then give us an example of one of these young bucks who fits that role. Yeah, so basically you you basically broke it down and explained it. You motion out the running back to to see if the other team is playing man coverage. If the linebacker follows the running back, that means yes, it's man coverage. You send them out in a route and you exploit that if you're a linebacker, or even if the safety's in the box and they're weak in coverage, aka a John Abram. Mm-hmm. Uh and I'm not as meaning far as to raise a concern. I'm not meaning to not pick on yes, him. I just not meaning to pick on example. him, but Right, because Raiders are going to be familiar with that. Um, but if the Raiders are going to use a player for that role, and I would expect that, I would kind of expect Brandon Bolden, Kenyon Drake to share that role if they're both on the roster. Again, if Kenyon Drake is on the roster and he's not traded. I think Zamir White has shown the ability to catch the football out of the backfield. I believe he had less than 20 catches at Georgia, but he caught the ball fairly well in the Hall of Fame game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I wouldn't sleep on him being a pass catcher out of the backfield. Josh Jacobs improved over the years as a pass catcher. I know he wanted 50 catches, I believe, last, last year, year. Didn't didn't make it. Mm-hmm. But he he did improve in that area. So I think the Reds have, have their running backs, basically all of them, can be able to catch out of the backfield if they need them to. Um, Raiders fans should be familiar with the way the Patriots use their running backs because I believe uh, the Patriots running backs killed the Raiders defense a couple of years ago oh, when yes. they played them early in the season. Uh, J.J. Taylor was even involved, and he was like the fourth running back on a roster at the time. So I think you're going to see a lot of that. You're going to see a, a plethora of running backs get touches, and as you said, they're going to be able to catch out of the backfield because that's part of what Josh McDaniels does in his system. Yeah, and and one of the guys you mentioned uh, last week, and and kind of being the James White type, and and in that situation, in that offense, they call it a rub concept, right? Where you have a two receiver set, and then you bring out, uh, as we mentioned, with the box defender, uh, and you co- you you confuse that defense. They don't know where to go, and suddenly you have that running back um, uh, right there to catch the ball. Talk about what James White was so good at and the player on the Raiders you mentioned as the next James White. Right, and the player I mentioned as the next James James White was Amir Abdullah. He didn't play against the Minnesota Vikings, and that might be a sign that he has a secure roster spot. We don't know. We'll see what happens against the Dolphins. But he seems to be lined up to be that next James White guy, the pass catcher on third down. Uh, The MMQB's Albert Breer pointed that out. He had a pretty good year. Once the Vikings let him go, he latched on with the Carolina Panthers, had one of his best years as a pass catcher. So maybe he's growing in that role. He came out as a second rounder, didn't quite live up to the expectations as a ball carrier. But in, in today's league, when played with more teams, more offensive coordinators use guys in space, he may have found his niche. And that he may be the guy to kind of boot Kenyon Drake out of the picture. And that's why I think Kenyon Drake might be on the trade block. He might not have a secure role because Amir Abdullah seems like the guy that's inching up the depth chart and Josh McDaniels and the coach staff seem very high on it. Yeah, it, it's, and, 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 they, and I think in the preseason, if you don't see one of those young players going exactly like you said, that means that they're actually, okay, we've seen enough or we've seen right. enough. We might pepper him in a little bit, but we're good. We're good. We don't need, we don't want them to get out there and get hurt. Um, and then you look at other sets there too, in that offense and using the running back. Cause I think this is where the question about, how many receivers will they keep versus running backs? When you look at like the running back sets that that Josh McDaniels did in New England, 
uh, and using them, this receiver in the scene in a, in a 21 personnel where you line one up in the slot, you have one in the backfield. Um, it goes to show that you can use those running backs if they're good pass catchers in that receiver role. And, and what I did over the last four years is I've seen and I look back at what they did with the roster in New England, and that seems to be what they've done. That doesn't mean Josh McDaniels is going to do that, but they seem to go a little more running back heavy. And by the way, the last five camps in New England, there was every year a story about how stocked the running back room was with the Patriots. So again, when we were talking about why the Raiders wouldn't go get Roquan Smith and we talked about Dave Ziegler and his and his pattern of behavior, not just what he did in New England, but just the idea of how these guys operate, we got some pushback on that. Well, you don't know. He went out and got Devontae Adams. But again, you're seeing some of this repeat. It's not the Patriot way. It's their way. It's how they've learned how to manage rosters and build winning rosters. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Yeah, I just want to go back. You mentioned 21 personnel, one running, uh, two running backs, one tight end. A lot of people were caught off on 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends because of Foster Moreau and Darren Waller yep. together. But yep. the Patriots were one of the top in the league last year, and it's on Sharp Football Stats. Shout out to Warren Sharp, who runs that site. The Patriots were one of, the, one of the top teams in the league to use 21 personnel as two running backs on the field. So you're going to get a lot of combinations of different running backs, a mix of running backs in your backfield. And someone asked me on Twitter, I didn't answer the question because, again, Scott doesn't want me answering too much on Twitter. <laughs> so I say this for the show. Mm. Uh, someone asked me, uh, do, I, do I see Austin Walter possibly being mm. a sleeper and making a roster? And what I would have said to him on Twitter was, I don't see. I'm getting Chris Warren vibes from him. Now, there are probably there were reportedly other reasons why Chris Warren didn't make the roster. Mm -hmm. But the Raiders are very stocked at running back. Right now, I could see it being Josh Jacobs, Amir White. I know previously I said Kenyon Drake and Brandon Bolden. But based on what Albert Breer said, he's very connected. He's been very connected with the Patriots. So it makes sense that he's connected with Josh McDaniels. You got to stick Amir Abdullah in there. And he again, he could be the third guy and then Brandon Bolden, the fourth guy. And. I don't know what happens to Kenyon Drake, but I don't, I don't see enough room for Austin Walter or a Britton Brown to make it. Those two guys will probably be on the practice squad. Yeah, and I, I think a Britton Brown, you could definitely get onto the practice squad. And with Kenyon Drake, you bring up a good question because, again, in doing that research and watching all that old stuff on the Patriots, the, the hallmark of the McDaniels offensive era, if you will, in New England was the idea that, listen, defenses can scheme for wide receivers, right? But they don't spend a lot of time scheming for running backs in the passing game, which is why somebody like Kenyon Drake does well too out of the backfield. So to me, a Kenyon Drake, to your point, you mentioned it two days ago, 
has trade value because now you're not going to get somebody to take on the entire salary, but the Raiders can save some money if they could send him somewhere and have that team to absorb some of the salary. Right. And so I think that's most likely what's going to happen because he has such great value there. Uh, and, and there's certainly not going to be room for all of them in Las Vegas, but knowing that they value and knowing that the McDaniel system relies heavily on that scheming with running backs in the passing game, uh, the way you laid it out, Mo, I think is the most logical because it's also the most affordable, right, too, because you save cap money there, especially if you can find somebody to trade. And maybe maybe his old team, the Dolphins, when they go to visit, uh, rekindle that love affair, and maybe he goes back there uh, and they're able to swing a deal. But either way, it's a great problem to have, Mo. And again, this is the sort of thing you're going to see with the Raiders as long as these two men are there running the team, I believe, is you will see this every year. Yes, you'll have running backs, but this is why you and I were both saying we didn't see Josh Jacobs back next year because you just kind of, hey, guy does a great thing, go in free agency, get your money somewhere else, but we're just going to reload. Yeah, I know we're going to talk about Tyree Gillespie later on, but if they can get trade compensation for Tyree Gillespie, who barely played as a rookie, I believe he had 13 snaps, they could get something for Kenyon Drake. I believe two spots are good landing spots for him. I think Atlanta, who who where Brian Edwards is, by the way, raised the deal with Atlanta early in the offseason. Uh, they don't have a de facto lead back yet. I know they're they're excited about Algier and they got Cordero, Cordero Patterson, but they don't really have a lead back there. And the Seahawks, Ken Walker underwent a hernia procedure. I know they expect mm-hmm. him to be back in week one, but if he's not, if they're a little sketchy on him, uh, they could be a player for Kenyon Drake. But I, I just think that if you see Kenyon Drake play a lot of snaps against the Dolphins, that's an indication that they're showcasing it. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things about the preseason that I think people sort of miss sometimes is, uh, why are you playing that star player or, or mid-level star player, whatever you want to call them, starter? And um, that's exactly why, because you're, you're showcasing them because there's teams out there who need it. Uh, and if you can if you can showcase them, then you do it. And that's exactly what we're going to do there. So, so no, it's going to be fascinating. I just love the way the Raiders are handling the running back spot. And I think it's going to be an incredible, and it has to be for that offense, a position of strength for them. Okay, so we'll see that. Well, let's jump into the Gillespie. So the trade, um, th- did that surprise you? Uh, not, well, you just said it surprised you that they were able to get what they were to, able to get for him. But was there anything you saw from him that made you think that the Raiders might hold on to him or it just got too crowded back there? I just think that when a new regime comes in, some guys just don't fit. And there were some people who were, I wouldn't say freaking out over the trade, but they were wondering why would they trade him? Because he didn't really get to show anything yet. Why not just play him and see what he's got? And that goes back to my point. It kind of, it's kind of similar with Brian Edwards. People were kind of upset about Brian Edwards getting traded to the Falcons, who we just mentioned. Whenever a new regime comes in, they have a way of doing things, and certain guys just don't fit in what, they, in what they're doing. And I think that's what happened with Tyree Gillespie. I mentioned he barely played last year. I know he suited up for 11 games, but he only had you know, less than 30 snaps altogether between special teams and on defense. Uh, so they felt like, hey, if this guy is not going to be part of our regime, might as well dump him now. They traded him to the Titans for a conditional seventh-round pick in 2024. So not even for the next year, but 2024. <laughs> Yeah. So they basically gave him away for, for a bag of chips, so to speak, as they would say on Twitter. Yep. But um, I think this opens up the possibility, and I, and I ended um, Tuesday's show saying that I think the Raiders are going to acquire or trade for another safety. I know some people saying, well, this makes Roderick Teamer safe, and I don't think that's necessarily true. No. Because 
I think I, I think Patrick Graham still wants that hybrid guy who can play safety and play slot cornerback just in case Nate Hobbs has to move outside or he's hurt. You want a good backup slot cornerback, and I think that's what the Rays going to go after uh, around final cuts. Absolutely. You mentioned that on Tuesday and, and certainly the trade there to me, that was the indication was, okay, so they're going to, they're going to make some moves there. And I agree on Teamer. just Teamer hasn't shown anything to me uh, that, that would build confidence. I believe in him being that guy. And to your point about Graham's uh, past and what he likes in getting that hybrid position. Uh, I think they're going to look for that. If they can find it on the waiver wire or find it via trade, they may able to uh, be find it and do it. So we'll see. All right. We're going to take uh, our final break here. At the end of segment two, great discussion there on that stocked running back room in Las Vegas. When we come back, we're going to get to our um, this and that segment. We're going to talk a little bit about where the Raiders rank on the list of the NFL all-time great teams. Yes, there's a ranking out about that. We're going to talk about that, and then we will get also into some fantasy football. We couldn't get Kelly on the show this time. He'll be back next week. But we want to talk a little bit about Mo's going to break down for us. Hey, was there anybody in these early cuts? I got hurt by it. I lost a player. We'll talk about that. But again, my bench wasn't very good, so it's not surprising. Uh, But we'll get to that as well after this break and talk a little bit of fantasy football. Reminder, we are doing our mailbag shows, which we did uh, yesterday. Uh, Huge hit. People love it. We're getting great feedback. Make sure you mail a question, any question, comment you have for Mo or I, to mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Do that, you get a free show sticker, and you're in the running. Each show, we pick a winner with the best question uh, to get a free show T-shirt. So go ahead and do that for us, and don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening or watching us. You're listening to Silver and Black Today here on the Odyssey Podcast Network. 